morning. Is God talk again? This is Pastor Dan. We hope all is good with you and you're healthy and staying safe and uh, things are going okay. We uh, don't get to have this go two ways right now, but uh, know that we're thinking of you and uh, it's, a, it's an honor that we get to do a God thing here together. This is God Talk and I'm Pastor Dan and here we go. Dealing with so what after the resurrection and a message called hit him that Jesus uh, made Satan run when he just hit him with scripture over and over again. And E.B. Hill said, you can do that. Satan comes, you don't, you don't have to take his mask, just hit him, hit him. Hit him with scripture and he has to run. So one of the great debates over the last 2,000 years is to try to understand exactly how does Jesus Christ take care of the sin problem for the world. And uh, you may think that that's all been easily settled, but <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's several different viewpoints and people have fought hard for these over the years. Uh, and uh, how do you choose one person who's died? Maybe 15 uh, billion people have died so far, or 100 billion, or whatever the number is. And, and you choose one to say, I think that one saves everybody else. Uh, exactly how does one save the whole world? So the most famous view, uh, and has many names for it, it's uh, sometimes called the satisfaction model, or objective model, a legal, forensic model, so on and so on. Uh, the traditional model that God hates sin, God made uh, death the penalty for sin, Jesus died to pay for our sins. So the way to the sinner is death, we all deserve to die because we've all sinned, but God can't bear for any of us to die. So he sent his son to die in our place. The moment Jesus died and Jesus woke up again, went back to heaven, God accepted it and he was satisfied. Sin's been paid for, things have been made right, and he forgave us all. All the wrath that he had stored up just evaporated because Jesus had died and took care of it. So the cross was primarily God-oriented. It's for God to change the heart and mind of God because he was upset with sin. So you hear words like propitiation and appease and satisfy and so on, those kinds of pay-for words. Well, there was another view. There was a very strong reaction to that view. And uh, the other view says, no, the problem is not with God. God is not like the pagan gods. When you sin, the gods get mad and have to give them sacrifices. You don't do it a rain dance or give offerings or give them your child or or give up something, sacrifice something, suffer something, uh, give offerings. Uh, God doesn't like that. The problem is not with God. The God. Jesus and God says, I am the same forever. The problem is with us. The cross has to touch our heart, bring us back to God. The cross breaks our hearts and not God's. That's why Second Corinthians, you know, God was in Christ reconciling us to him. Many people were not satisfied with either one of these. And so there is a third one, which is what we're looking at today. And we actually have it now in a fundamental belief. We had 27 for a long time. Then they added number 28, which became number 11. They combined this one with prayer. By his death on the cross, Jesus triumphed over the forces of evil. And there's a famous book that's been written about this called Christus Victor. And he claimed that this is the, the main view for a thousand years. That this is uh, this, the, the, the dominant view, the classical view. Satan and all his demons kidnapped us and we're all going to die. Jesus came behind enemy lines and he fought a one-on-one -on -one battle with Satan for 33 years. And he won. And when he won, we all got in on that. As long as you're with Jesus, you're in Christ. 
and you get in on his victory. Hebrews 2.15, by his death, he broke the power of the devil who had the power of death. Colossians 2.15, Christ triumphed over all the evil rulers and authorities by his victory over them on the cross. So I have to think of different uh, movies or stories that have been out there in the world that you might be able to get something out of. Right on Entebbe, when Israel flew down into Uganda, and rescued all their people who were being held hostage, and uh, they get them all out, but their leader dies. That's kind of like Jesus dies. A red October, uh, we steal a whole submarine away from the Russians. Saving Private Ryan. Lady has four sons. Three have already died in World War II. No one should have to lose all four. So they send uh, Tom Hanks and his group all the way across Europe, and they fight their way to bring that one son home. And they do it, and they save his life. But along the way, Tom Hanks is going to die. In Vietnam, we have prisoners of war. And we finally, we go and we get them out, and we bring them home. But some people had to die in order to get them out. So people have liked this idea better. Now we don't have a God being the problem. Satan is the problem. And uh, Jesus had to come down and fight a battle. That's a war, a great controversy. And he won the battle when the stone was rolled away and Jesus came walking out. He said, I now have the keys to death and hell. Does this is like uh, Westerns or Clint Eastwood or John Wayne, you know, where there's a shootout and there's good guys against the bad guys. And if the good guy wins, the whole town will be good and safe. If the bad guy wins, then the bad guys will take over the whole town. Everything is on the line with a battle between the two. Uh, David and Goliath. Goliath said, if I win, then you all serve us. If you win, we will all serve you. So everyone is watching to see because their lives are on the line with what is happening. This is Michael Jordan against the Magic Johnson or Kobe against LeBron James. You know, the, the team battle, the organization battles come down to really one-on-one. -on -one. Jesus has to fight with the devil out there in the desert. And uh, these three huge temptations after fasting for 40 days. He has to cast demons out over and over again. Satan came after Christ every minute for those 33 years. And Christ couldn't lose once or it was all over. When I was in college, the UCLA basketball team with Bill Walton won 88 wins in a row. <laughs> I was watching when they finally lost. But Christ never lost, even though he had every demon in the universe after him. Angels that he had known for millions of years and his friends, now they hate him and they're scurrying around every minute to get him. And Jesus wins. John 14:30. the prince of this world is coming and he has nothing on me. 33 years undefeated. So that's the heart of our gospel and this victory motif is that uh, everything based upon that one battle and we all... Uh, are victorious because Christ was victorious. You and I don't have to give in to the demons. We don't have to give in. We can hit them with that reality. When the demons uh, came after me one night in my house, I opened the Bible to these verses, and I put a Bible and the lights on in every room in the house. I want Satan to walk in and see he's a defeated foe. Desire of Ages says that when Satan saw Jesus come out of the grave that morning, he knew that he had lost. He was going to take as many down with him as he could. So when you and I face the battle every day, we know Jesus has won. Jesus is victory. This is not yin and yang, white and black, and who knows who is going to win. Christ is going to win because he's already proved it at the cross and the resurrection. God bless you. This is God Talk, and we look forward to talking with you tomorrow. God bless.